I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Decommission. Starting again. Just deleted the, what, like, seven-minute rant about work issues? <laughs> like we should probably yeah. start over. Oh, my God. Welcome to Decom Mission, everyone, where life is a crazy nightmare land. It's amazing. Except when it. we're watching Decoms together, our escape. Yeah. Oh, man. So I am I apologize, everyone, for last week's audio. I genuinely have no idea what happened. I literally didn't change anything about my setup, but for some reason, everything was super crackly. I'm, I'm working on figuring out what it is, but... I I tested it today. This audio should be better. It's going to be a little echoey for some reason. I don't know. So I'm figuring out if it's something that's just going on with my mic being temperamental or if it's just my life being my life right now. <laughs> so oh, your work life is crazy. Why don't we make your podcast life crazy too? Yeah, your your life is crazy. You haven't had any time to do your hobbies. Let's make the one thing that's like in between work and hobbies also bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can't catch a break. So this week's movie is Den Brother, and I'm I, I'm already pretty salty about uh, my audio from last week since I'm I'm editing it today. So I'm just gonna tell you right here, right now, this movie's bad. <laughs> we struggled so much to get through this movie that we had to start a drinking game just to make yes. it entertaining. Yes. So I just want to be transparent about that. And I think Sarah would want to too. Is that we watched this movie, but it was hard to watch this movie. Yeah. And it's evident by the fact that I usually have a whole page full of notes and quotes that I liked or stupid things that happened. I didn't even write down anything except the rules for our drinking game. Yeah, I mean, there's there there was nothing to write down. There was literally nothing. I I know what my morals are just because it was very obvious what they were going for. And, you know, the test of time is easy enough because you just gather that from watching the movie. But it was so boring. Yeah, it was. It, it, I didn't understand the point of this movie. Yeah. I didn't know who this movie was for. Was this movie for preteen boys? Was this movie for little girls? Who was this movie I for? I feel like they were trying to cater to both, but in the end, it catered to nobody. No, it was bad. And sorry if you're a listener who likes this movie. It's just our opinion. We don't know yeah. who it's catered for. Yes. You are welcome to like whatever movie you like. I don't like this movie. We've said that plenty of times. Our listeners yeah. should know that by now. But Yeah, I, I don't think my opinion is going to change on this movie, except that playing the drinking game was actually pretty fun. <laughs> Especially when it transformed into the Shrek drinking game right after this movie. Yes. Our you were like, you know really what? Fun. You know what? Do you want to watch Shrek just to watch a better movie? And I was like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Ethan and Daryl joined in and Ethan doesn't drink. So he was just sitting there watching us all be dinguses. <laughs> and I only drink when it's a drinking game with Sarah. So it's fine. <laughs> Uh, oh so man! Fun. What's really funny is that we talked about the holes drinking game in our last episode, in our hatching Pete episode. We talked about the fact oh, that we made true. a drinking game out of holes. I forgot about that. It's like we knew it was coming. Yeah. Let me read the blurb for this movie. I have a feeling this episode's going to be a little bit short because we're not going to have much to talk about except for the drinking game. Okay. So this movie is rated TVG. Surprise! It's from 2010. It's an hour 29. It's coming of age and comedy. God, it's not comedy. I don't think it's I really laughed not. a single time during this movie. Hence why I didn't write anything no. down. No. I have the God, short blurb. We'll see if I can read this one better than last week's. <laughs> My whole one sentence I have to read. 
This one yeah. is a hockey star hangs up his skates and becomes a substitute scoutmaster. I mean, that's yeah, scoutmaster. So official. the big one is when his sister's bumblebee troop is in danger of dissolving. High school hockey star Alex Pearson swaps skates for a beret and takes on the role of substitute scoutmaster. Masquerading as Mrs. Zamboni, Alex helps the girls in his troop earn badges. In return, they help him earn a date with his biggest crush, who also happens to be a senior bumblebee. That one's so long. Yeah, it's so long for a movie where literally nothing happens. Right, they just told the whole story in three, four lines. The only thing that I will... There's two things that happen in the movie that... Actually, three things. There's three things that happen in this movie that aren't in the blurb. One is that Alex makes all his Bumblebee troop and his little sister and all of them do all of his chores for him. And then he learns that that's bad. And that's basically the moral of the movie. Spoilers. And then there's an evil scout master who she's trying to get rid of troop whatever, 76, which is Alex's younger sister's troop. Uh, because they don't have a den mother, and so she's trying to figure out who Mrs. Zamboni really is. And then the third thing is that there's uh, their neighbor, who's this woman who, like, walks their dog and, like, keeps an eye on them. She turns out to be, uh, like, from a family of bumblebees, and she takes over as den mother for, like, a minute, and then the girls are like, no, we want you back, Alex. We like you so much because you're so mean to us. (laughs) Yeah, that one little bit where the neighbor lady comes and takes over. That was such a cute part of the movie, but it was so short. It lasted for maybe 10 minutes. It was this really sweet moment. And even when we were were watching it and playing the game, we were like, this is really nice. This is really nice. And then it just went away. And then they decided they didn't want her and they wanted Alex. And then Alex comes out in his skirt and they make it this whole like thing that, oh, Alex is wearing a skirt. He's the den mother. Like they just had this really sweet moment. actual end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the last, like, 15 minutes of this movie are fine, but this movie is an hour and a half long, so that's way too much of this movie. Like, way, way too much of this movie is bad. Yeah. So, the problem, the main... mm, I don't want to say this. The main issue that I have with this movie is that the main... One of the main things that it was trying to do was be a Mrs. Doubtfire spoof. Yeah. But it didn't lean into it enough. Right. I mean, they had the whole Mrs. Zamboni thing. So Mrs. Zamboni, Mrs. Doubtfire, and the costuming yeah. was kind of similar, I guess, with the wig well, no, and he only the prosthetic face, which one time. how would he get this prosthetic yeah. face? But anyway. So at one point he was wearing like tomato soup or whatever on his face and they were like, it's a face mask. And it was dumb. But then, yeah, he comes to a sake, uh, sake game, a hockey game dressed with this prosthetic makeup on. And, you know, a fake chest and these women's clothes and a wig. And it's like, where did he get these? Mm -hmm. Like, you can't just, you can't just stumble upon some prosthetic makeup. Like, that's, you gotta make molds. Right. Maybe he was that invested that he did, but I highly doubt it. No, it was... If they had leaned into the Mrs. Doubtfire aspect, it would have been like, okay, they're going for the Mrs. Doubtfire angle, but, like, maybe they'll do an okay job. They they couldn't decide if they wanted to go the Mrs. Doubtfire angle or if they wanted to focus on hockey or the romance. Yeah. Or what they There's wanted. There's a lot of also, random stuff going on in this movie. So much. Also, I have to say one thing. His crush's name 
was Matisse. M-A-T-I-S-S-E. Like the painter Matisse. Yeah. No. I wonder if it's it's got to be someone on the production team or someone had someone in their family with that name. They're like, ah, oh, we're going to name this character Matisse after my great aunt. who. Yeah, it had to be. Had such but an impact so... on my Girl Scout life. Yeah. And I mean, people are allowed to have whatever names they want, but she was the only one who had a really off-the-wall name. Everyone else's names were like Alex, Alex Emily, Emily yeah. Tina, Matisse. <laughs> that was weird. It was really weird. And, like, even Matisse's younger sister's name was, like, Chloe. Yeah. And I made the joke. I was like, yes, this is my granddaughter Liechtenstein <laughs> and my other well granddaughter been. Renoir. Oh, <sighs> man. So, Sarah, what were our rules for the drinking game for this movie? Um, we had to drink every time they said bumblebee or troop, mm-hmm. which a troop, was yeah. a lot. They said those words a lot. <laughs> and then there was we... one time where she said troop, I think, three times in the same. Yeah, when times. she came up to the door and she's like, "Where's your troop? Who's your troop leader? Your your troop den mother?" I'm just like, why? Is, why are you saying yeah. troop so much? Um, we had to drink every time there was a hockey game. Yeah. And every time there was a cliche, which this oh, movie my was God. filled with cliches. I forgot about the cliches. I'm glad you wrote that down. Yeah, this movie was absolutely chock full of just ridiculous cliches. I wish I'd, 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 I would have kept a, a track record of all of them, but it was like just... Oh, I wrote some the of them, but yeah. I, I wish I would have put more of them in here. I had when... Matisse is reaching for the something on the top top shelf, and Alex comes up and just reaches it for her. She's like, "Oh, thank you." And like right after that, she has a missed nurse, and he's like, "I was just wondering if you wanted to." And she goes, "Stop! I know what you're gonna say." And then he's like, "Really?" And she goes, "Yeah, I can give you a ride to the campery." And yeah. he's like, "Oh, yeah, that was what I was gonna say." And it's like, "Boo tropes, <laughs> boo!" Like, come on, it was so tropey. Yeah. The siblings fighting over the remote right at the beginning, oh, and, and then, then they... Emily gives Alex the sad face, and then they end up watching what she wants. Ugh. Um, something with a leaf. I wrote leaf pile. I think that's when they were yes, cleaning so up the yard. Yes, so that was Tina. Someone... I, maybe it was Tina. I think her name was Tina. She was. They were all. Alex was having them all clean up the yard. And they go, where's Tina? Where's Tina? And she's underneath a pile of leaves because (laughs) of course she is. And they were like, oh, there you are, Tina. And it was like, wow, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like, it it was like not, it was like a, here's how, here's what I think this movie was. I think this movie was genuinely a challenge for the writers to go, how many tropes can we put in one movie without there being any original idea in it whatsoever. Yeah. Well, they they put a lot in there. There's a makeover scene, which happens in pretty much every rom-com movie. There was a montage. Yep. The montage was was fun, though, because they used, like, badges as transitions. Yeah. I wrote angry hockey shots. I don't know what that means. Were they... Did they have really aggressive hockey shots at the end of this? Maybe. I don't remember. I don't know the what I was writing at that point. Really, they were really badly shot and very boring. And you could tell that the people who were playing hockey in the close-ups weren't actually playing hockey. Yeah. I don't know why I wrote that as a cliche. I'm really curious. <laughs> I feel like I need to go back and yeah. watch and be like, why did I think this was a cliche? The only way I would watch this movie again is with this drinking game. It's the only way. It makes this movie even slightly tolerable. Yeah. It, 
the other thing that I was going to say is that the guy who played the coach, the hockey coach, was one of the so worst bad. performers we have seen and in a DCOM so far. We he just came like, from Alex. Patching Pete, where the coach was so funny. I and know. then we got to this one. Well, in this coach, he was like, Alex, I can't lift your suspension early. That wouldn't be fair to all of the other players. Like, it was just like that, where you could tell that he was just, I'm acting. Yeah. Alex. Wasn't he the owner of the hockey shop or sporting goods shop, whatever the it was? sporting goods shop, Cause, yeah. Yeah, he walked, or Alex walked in and we're like, oh, is that the same guy that's the coach? And then he started talking with his usual acting voice and we're like, oh, yes, oh. same guy. Yeah. So we've mentioned the movie Invisible Sister a couple of times because that movie's bad, but the performances are so good that it doesn't really matter. And most of the performers in that movie have gone on to do other things. Mm-hmm. Like the girl who was in Girl Meets World, and others that I don't. Remember I was say, that's I'm the only not girl really I remember about that movie. This movie, nobody's really done anything. Mm-hmm. The younger girls are fun to watch. Um, yes, the younger girls are great. The bumblebees—they're fun. Alex's friend, who wasn't in it as much as he should have been, is in. It's in like two um, scenes. Um, the Foster's in Good Trouble. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, but that's the only one I really recognized. No, he was good. He, like he was good, and the bumblebees were good, and the woman who played the the neighbor was good, and then the woman who played the like evil scout master, she was the headmaster in Upside Down Magic as well, Vicky Lewis. Um, and so she was fine. She was way too hammy and over the top in this as well. But say Levy, yeah. But yeah, it was just like, and this the director. This is the only decom they ever did. Like, he was just yeah, and this was 2010, so this was. Quite a while ago, eleven years ago. Yeah. So if the younger girls who were weird. in this went in to do something else, I feel like we would have heard about it by now. Yeah, Maybe it's a have. bummer. Like I said, like these, I mean, or like we said, these these girls were were good. They were they were fun to watch. If there if this movie had been more about the Bumblebees and less about Alex, it would have been a better movie because mm-hmm. Alex was wholly unlikable. The fact that Matisse would even like him is beyond me. He was a jerk. He. He was like a huge, you know, like ice hog on the on uh, in hockey. Like he he was he was a showboater. Like he lost the games for him for his team when he was dressed as his Mrs. Zamboni outfit. He went on the ice when he was not even playing and you know showed up the whole team, which is really bad. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason she liked him is because he was helping with his sister's Girl Scout troop, and that's so sweet that he's helping with that. Oh. He cares about his younger sister. I mean, I guess she didn't know about all of the, you know, but she did in the end. Slavery, she but... figured it out, and then she, and then in the end shot where he's wearing the skirt and he's gonna be the den mother, and then she's like, "Oh, I like him again." Ugh. This movie's bad. This movie's just it. It doesn't teach great lessons because it's like I get what it's trying to do, but it's not no boy like Alex is going to watch this movie. Yeah, that's a like, good, I, good segue into I, the moral, if we want to talk about yeah. that. I mean, that's a, that's a generalization from me, but it's just like, I don't... I. It was the wrong moral to try to make in this exact movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, moving into the moral, I have just... I just have two. Yeah, I know you talked about during the movie that you had one, but you were trying to 
find better wording for it? Did you come up with I still something? don't have great wording for it. The two that I have are, you know, family comes first, mm-hmm. and then you can't have anyone do your dirty work for you. And there's also, like, take ownership of your life or something. Yeah. I think that's what they were definitely trying to go for. But I also have, I wrote down, lie to get by. (laughs) Because a lot of this movie was him lying as a different person. And it ended up working out in the end, so. Yeah, true. But I, yeah, I also had family first. And I have love thy neighbor. Yeah. Well, and the other one is that... (laughs) The kind of accidental true moral of this movie is even if you treat someone like crap, they'll always love you. Mm-hmm. You can still do whatever you want type of type of thing. Because it's, I mean, he treats them so badly and they're still like, come on, Alex, we want you to be our den mother. And it's like, why? He's so mean. Yeah. He made you do so much stuff that wasn't necessary. Gotta love Stockholm Syndrome. Clean the yard for me. Clean my room for me. Paint Fix this car for me. Yeah. Oh, one thing in this movie, the dad buys Alex this beat up car and he goes, yeah, it's tradition in our family to get a beat up car and then, you know, kind of put it back together yourself where you, you fix it up, you get the new materials. And it's like, you know what? That's not really a bad idea. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And also like, it's a car. If it can run, neat. Yeah. Agreed. So, I don't know, and, and this dad, initially, we thought he was going to be a bad dad, but he, which we'll talk about more in our Rad Dad, Bad Dad episode, the next one we have, but he was just trying to do his best for his family, and he was also a, a single, single dad. Surprise, dead, dead mom. mom. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm surprised we didn't mention this sooner, but it's a dead mom movie. It's a dead, dead mom mom-er. decom. Dead mom decom. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh, there's so many of them. But yeah, what would you? How would you word the moral of this movie? Do you think? Uh, are we going with? Um, how did you say it? Say it earlier. The the like main one that you had. Oh, uh, you can't have anyone do your dirty work for you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Take responsibility for your. Let own me see. Actions. Let me go to that page that I have. I didn't look at it. I was honestly more focused on <laughs> how I was going to rank this movie. Because I was like, I have literally no idea. If one doesn't understand and experience the difficulty it takes to earn the comfort provided by their loved ones, then they will never value it. That's such a long moral. Familiarity breeds contempt. If you know a situation, person, or thing well, you stop, re- you stop respecting them and become careless. Getting closer. Ah, Give them an inch and they'll take a mile. Mm, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. God helps those who help themselves. <laughs> I wish it was honesty is the best policy. The whole movie's about lying. And I feel like he doesn't even get punished. Didn't his no. dad not even want to punish him because he could punish himself or something? Yeah, something like that. Which doesn't make any sense. Oh, no, didn't I learn that the... The writer for this wrote Frenemies. I think you did. I think I did. I thought that the writer didn't write anything, but they wrote Frenemies. I'm like 90% sure, and I'll, I'll check later, maybe. Oh, it's life begins at 40. <laughs> it does not pay to show off. You could have learned that one. Yeah. Hard work breeds success. Laziness produces mediocrity. 
mediocrity. Mediocrity. <laughs> Why can't I say that word? Yeah, but there's no hard work. Yeah, well, from the girls there is. But yeah, this is yeah. the problem is that he never really works hard. He just learns that what he did was wrong. Honestly, I've just reached one and I kind of like it. When in Rome. <laughs> when in Rome. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. When in the hive, do as the bumblebees do. <laughs> I, like I kind of like that. I, I kind of like it too. Especially the wording with the bees. Yeah. Yeah, when in the hive, do as the bumblebees do. Because, I mean, that's really what it is trying to teach. It is, it's, uh, for Alex, is that it's trying to teach that he should be more like the bumblebees. Does it succeed? No. Mm-hmm. Is it really bad? Yes. Because yes. <laughs> it doesn't really show... You're just supposed to assume that the bumblebees are the Girl Scouts. Which, yeah, they are. But no, you're just supposed to know what the Girl Scouts are mm-hmm. and what they do and how they work and all this good stuff. There's no, There's no exposition... Into the bumblebees, which is fine, but also, like, I didn't do Girl Scouts. My sister did, but I don't know anything about the Girl Scouts in regards to what they did besides get badges. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I was in Girl Scouts, too, and it's like you do volunteer, but it's mostly about, like, the experiences that you get from going to certain places and helping people in your community and doing arts and crafts like i feel like it's not as intense as boy scouts where you're going out and learning life skills like that you know it's more about community and fellowship within your own troop and other troops yeah no it's a it's still a good program Mm -hmm. i mean my sister learned a lot from it she did it for like 12 years wow that's way longer than i did it i did it for like four years (laughs) no she got to like the senior level she had a really tight troop too they were very close for a really long time oh god what i looking at brink which is at two for me it's it's not what you do it's who you are that seems that feels very similar it does and it does about as good a job except i would say that this one does a little bit worse because it it's really not clear what the moral is. Yeah. The Den Brother moral, there's no quote. Like with, uh, what is it? With Brink, they say that line. Yeah. That's pretty a quote much, directly from the movie. I feel like pretty that's much any, any decom I can watch and take a quote. That's usually what I do is I write down quotes for a lot of my morals. And this one, I I didn't have a single one. So I have Halloween Town High at a 1.75. I'm just going to do an executive decision right now that that's way too high and I'm dropping it down to a 1. <laughs> What is the moral from that one? Because I have it at two, which is generous. How do you, how get do you to someone if you don't you get, show them who you truly are? It's a quote from the movie, which it's like, that's kind of true, but it's still like just looking back on it, like it it still doesn't really, it still does a bad job. Yeah, you can drop that it's one. Still, or I guess I can also edit. I'm gonna drop that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm dropping it. And I think even in that episode, we're like, this will probably change. And then we were just too nice during the season wrap-up. I'm changing that one to a 1-5. For now. The, the reason I also don't want it at a... Actually, you know what I'm going to put it at a 1-5 as well. Because I have frenemies at a 1-5 also. And I think that they're about equal. And I'm fine with that. But I want to put this at a 1.75. And I didn't want it... I want this to be higher than Halloween Town High. Moral, because that one's just bad. Yeah, I was going to do this one at a 2, because if I have Halloween Town High at a 1.5, and I have Brink at a 
225. But I want to see what I have frenemies at. I would have a 17. Oh, I just. Huh. 175. Yeah, I'm fine with this one being at a 2. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm at a 175 and you're at a 2. I think that makes sense. Yeah. It's just. This movie doesn't know what it wants. It's one of the most fickle movies we've watched so far. Mm-hmm. Make up your mind, den brother. The test of time for this movie is pretty easy, though. This movie holds up pretty well. Right. No super dramatic hairstyles or outfits. Although there were there were a couple outfits that you could tell it was 2010. But for the most yeah. part, there's no big effects that make it look out of The time only or... thing that's really bad is the Mrs. Zamboni makeup. And the script mm-hmm. is terrible. So I want to give it like a 6-5. Because I want it to be lower than the high school musical movies because they're bad. But it's not, it's, I don't look under the bed at a 6.5 and Halloween Town 2 at a 6.5. What do I have as a, it's like a 6. Yeah, I'm going to put this at a, at a 6 because the script is very bad. It is. It's not a good movie. Um, So it's not holding up. It doesn't have that added bonus of holding up. But it, there's nothing egregious about it. Right. I was thinking of 575, and I was just trying to go and the performances and are bad. see if I have any 575s, and I don't think I do. But I have um, High School Musical at a 6, so I want to put this just under that one. I can't believe I was nicer to High School Musical than you. <laughs> I think it's because because I did grow up watching it and then going back and be yeah. like, oh, it, did not as, it didn't age as well as I hoped it would in terms of Test of Time. Yeah, I, I I completely agree with that. It's mm-hmm. it's very 2006. Like it's disgustingly 2006. Well, I have motocrossed at five seven five as well. I think that's I think that's a fine match. Yeah, because motocrossed is super dated, but it's a better movie. Yeah, that's true. Five seven five for me. Because I mean, we try really hard not to to take into account the actual quality of the movies when doing the the moral and less so with the test of time but with moral it's really just like how well did this moral hold not hold up how well did they preach this moral but with test of time we do have to take into effect how good the movie is because it's based on the script and the actual direction and production quality of the movie like Mm -hmm. it's just we we try our best but it's this movie is not getting any special treatment from me. No, no, Um, God, just moving on to the personal grading. I think, I think I'm going to give this a D. Did, I've you, been say, did you say B with... or D? D. Okay. In, <laughs> I heard in, B and like I'm like, dog. are you crazy? <laughs> oh, heck no. Okay, good. I, d- I was thinking a D as well. I don't think it's a D minus. No, I would watch this bad. movie before I watched Dad Napped. Mm-hmm. Hands down mm-hmm. this is i, I have freaky Dad friday at a d and that's about how i feel for this one as well yeah just free friday i was just so unbelievably frustrated by that movie the whole time and this one i was also just unbelievably frustrated by this movie d minus movies are for movies that i'm just just 
furious at. Like Return to Halloween this, Town? Racist movies? Like Return to Halloween Town? No, no. Halloween Town High is the racist one. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never get them straight. Don't even try to <laughs> to tell me which one's Halloween which Town, anymore. Halloween Town High is the D minus minus. And that's the reason it's a D right. minus minus is because it's that's so true. racist I should know and that. disgusting. D minus minus is a thing that I forgot about. Ethan was like, oh, is this a D minus minus? And I was like, no, because it's not offensive. Yeah. Like, it didn't do anything that was, that made me actually go, oh, my God. Because Halloween Town High, multiple times, Sarah and I went, oh, my God, what are we watching? This is disgusting. But it's just it's so bad. What was the point of this movie? I don't know why they made it. <laughs> oh, okay. So the question is, do I want to give it a higher or lower one than Freaky Friday? I have that at a 27. I need to look at our grade range let's see a d is 15 to 24 15 to 24 what did i have i had you lucky talk at a 26 so that's gonna need to change <laughs> i have freaky friday at a 27 i have freaky friday at a 28 so it's also gonna need to change i might do this one at a 23 for now until i can put my other D's where they're supposed to. You're putting to. this at a high D? I don't know. I have them all over the place, so it's hard to... I'm like, going to put this as... And for now... Okay. Well, I'm going to think about my D movies right now, which are just Freaky Friday and You Lucky Dog for me. You also have Xenon Z3. Oh, Z, I just saw Z3 is at a 21. I feel like I would watch Xenon Z3 before this one, though. So this... All of these are going to have to change for me. <sighs> I'd watch Xenon Z3 before this, but I also have... Oh, no, I have Xenon Z3 to D-, so I wouldn't watch Xenon Z3 before this, necessarily, which is actually probably true. I really didn't like Xenon Z3. I didn't either, um, but I, I would think... still watch it before... Okay, maybe I'll give this no, one, No, but like... there's the drinking game, Sarah! Oh, that's true! <laughs> <laughs> what is this one, a 15 to a 23 or 24? 24. So I, right now, I have Freaky Friday above Yogi Dog, which I think is true, but where would I put Den Brother? Okay. Maybe I'll just do. Maybe I'll just I'm put this put one this at, at a twenty. 20. Okay, we yeah. At the same time. I, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll do a twenty right now too, and then I'll rearrange things around that. But this is a good, like, solid twenty to start, and then things can branch out from there. In our I think up. that both of my other D movies are still going to be lower than this, though, because even without the drinking game, I think I would watch this one before, because. It's still less frustrating than the other two. Actually, that's a lie. I might put You Lucky Dog above both of these movies, because thinking back on Freaky Friday, it still makes me really angry. Oh, yeah. I would watch You Lucky Dog before. Wait, now that I say that, I'm pretty sure I have You... Oh, no, I have You Lucky Dog at a D+. Plus. <laughs> like, do I have You Lucky Dog at a D as well? But no, I, I bumped it no, to I a have D+. No, I as a D. Okay. I have it lower than, than Freaky Friday, but I think that's also because in season one, our You Lucky Dog ranking was kind of a meme for us. Yeah, it was. We referenced it so, for a while. Yeah. Now it's Scream Team. Mm-hmm. Gotta live up to Scream Team. Yeah. This is just going to be a short episode because I really don't want to talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> That's fine. Do you have any? Do you have anything you want to talk about, Sarah? No. The only thing I can really relate it to in real life is Girl Scouts, and I, it's been so long since I was even in Girl Scouts. I don't even have any stories or anything for that. Yeah, I went to Girl Scout camp without being a Girl Scout when I was seven. Nice, because your sister was, was one. in it. I yeah, do it remember. Yeah, a lot of problems. The most fun part about Girl Scouts for me was going to what was it called? 
Hoofbeat Ridge, I think it was called. There was this horse camp that we got to go to. Mm-hmm. And it had bunk beds, and you got to go ride the horses. And that's, that's really cool. the thing I looked forward to every year. <laughs> so That is fun. That's what I, I liked. I went to Girl Scout camp once. My sister went to Girl Scout camp for like five years. She went a lot. And I went one year because I wanted to go to camp. And it actually caused a lot of problems because I wasn't a part of a troop. So I couldn't talk about my troop, which they talked about troops all the time. People would talk about their badges. They would talk about all this stuff. And it's like, I don't have that. Did you just choose not to do it? or how There weren't any that were available. Whoa. They were all full. What? That, mm-hmm. that is so stupid. They really can't open up for one more person. Nope. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, and there was only, yeah, there was only one for my age group. Like, my actual, like, singular age. Is that treble? Or is that my cat? I don't hear anything, so that must be yours. That's my cat. Like, <laughs> I'm like, do you hear treble and I can't even hear him? Now my closet door is closed and my bedroom door is closed and he's outside of that. So pretty sure you wouldn't it's hear probably, him. It's probably Jiggy. And I don't know what's going on. Speaking of Girl Scouts, though, it's cookie season right now. I bought like five boxes and I'm already down to two. <laughs> so Yeah, we bought, I think, that's two my boxes life. of Thin Mints and th- two boxes of Tagalongs. And I think we're down to like, you know, crumbs. So <sighs> it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Support, but... support the Girl Scouts and gain a couple pounds. Tis the season. Yeah. I liked summer camp. Going back to just talking about summer camp. I went to three separate summer camps because one year I went to Girl Scout camp and then my mom asked me if I wanted to go again next year. And I said no, because actually I remember being in the car at home and her going, did you have a good time? And I went no, "No." because also my sister had been there and she and I did not get along when I was in elementary school. I think that she would also own up to that. It was a two way street and we both didn't like each other. And we were four years apart, so it was it was almost like a generational gap at that point, too, because, mm-hmm. you know, elementary school and middle school are vastly different. And I still wanted to, like, seem cool by being like, that's my older sister, that's my older sister, but she didn't want anything to do with me, so I was like, I don't want to go to it. I don't want to go to her camp. And this is a feeling that I have with a, with a lot of things where I'll, I'll be like, this isn't my thing, this is someone else's thing, I don't want to intrude. And so I was like, you know what, she can just have this girl's good camp, whatever. The next year, my mom was doing this music thing. I don't know what it was exactly in Upper Wisconsin. So she took me to a camp there. And that camp was fun. That camp was a lot of fun. I I enjoyed that one a lot. But I wasn't going to go again because it was really far. Mm -hmm. And I'm not exactly sure why I didn't necessarily go to it. I think it was just because it was so far. Um, So the next year, I I ended up going to a (laughs) camp for Jews and uh that, that was so really bad. fun that sounds so bad here i know a camp for jews <laughs> hey i can say it i'm jewish it was a jewish camp it really was it was it was camp Osrui. it's uh it was really fun i had a really nice time it was a little bit too religious for me even when i was 10 years old mm. but yeah uh, i went to bible camp when i was young i <laughs> been there yeah it wasn't but a it was sleepaway really camp though i've never been to a sleepaway camp i feel like oh, i missed so out fun. sleepaway camps are great because I, I really like, they were, all three of them were sleepaway camps. I didn't, I, the other reason I didn't like Girl Scout camp is because it was so much about camping. and I don't like camping. Yeah. I don't think we ever did Girl Scout camp. I don't remember ever doing that in Girl Scouts. No, it's, it was a, it was a summer camp. I was hmm. there for, 
I think I was only there for a week, but my brain is like, no, you were there for a whole year. Uh, no, I, I'm pretty sure I was only there for a week or two, but there was a, the, like the bathrooms were like an outhouse and I still remember the smell of that bathroom. Oh, gross. And like, I didn't shower for like the whole week because the showers were disgusting I say like gross, was... but I, I also elect to go camping where there's only pit toilets and no showers, so I don't know why I'm saying gross, because I've elected to do it. No, I think I think that's part of the reason that I don't like it also, is because of this camp. The second camp, I don't remember that process at all. Like, I don't remember what the bathrooms were like at all, but Camp Osiru was just like, it was like regular showers in a bathroom, so it was fine. But I feel like I was at Camp Osiru for like a month, but I don't think that's true. I think I was also only there for like a week, maybe two but I feel like I feel like I was there for a really long time because I feel like we did like weekly themes. Because I remember the the second camp that I went to, that one had really not so great activities. Like it was mostly just like canoeing, and which I like. I don't like canoeing. I like kayaking. Mm. Uh, I don't do well in teams. <laughs> kayaking is fun. Laura has two kayaks. Next time you uh, are in the area, we can go kayaking. Ooh, that would be really fun, actually. I do like kayaking a lot, but I'm really, I'm just really bad at, I'm just really bad at canoeing. I just, I, I'm really bad at coordinating the strokes with people. Well, you're right. In kayaks, you are doing both sides evenly, whereas in a canoe, you have to rotate between the sides and yeah. coordinate with someone I'm else. I'm bad like at it in said. video games. I'm bad at it in real life. <laughs> and there was swimming and there were leeches in the lake. Ew. I remember that. Uh, and the arts and crafts weren't great. And it was like, it was fine. It was still fun. I, that was the best group of people in my cabin. Like, we all got along pretty well, except for a couple people who were not so nice, but that's camp. Mm-hmm. But then Osrui had really good activities. Like, there was music and, like, drama and... It was camp rock. ...crafts and cooking. It was really good. So, and then Girl Scout Camp, I remember you, you got to pick, like, an elective, and my elective... All of my electives filled up, so I couldn't I couldn't do it. I wanted Surprising. to do Surprising. You can't decorating. join a troop. You can't join activities. Nope, I wanted to do cake decorating, I wanted to do braiding, I wanted to do all these things, and I ended up doing, like, story time, and it was a book, it was, like, The Little Prince, which is my mom's favorite book, so I was like, I know this book. Mm-hmm. I'm very aware of what The Little Prince is, thanks. And it was all people who didn't get into their electives. Like, it was, like, it was the leftovers group. Yeah, it was really sad. That, that camp is, uh, is a good camp. Like, I'm not going to say it's not a good camp, but you have to be a Girl Scout to go to that camp. You just have to. And my mom even knew that. Yeah. I'm going to have to ask my mom if I ever went to that camp because I can't remember ever doing it. I do remember something I went to for Girl Scouts that had activities like that, but I don't think it was an actual camp. I think it was just like a day. It was trip. probably a conference. Yeah. Cause, no, this was a this was a sleepaway camp. Yeah. You would sleep. It, the other thing is like for for Girl Scout camp, we were in tents but it was like those tents where they have like the wooden floor and then you make the, the actual like tent oh, yeah and then in my other camp we were in a cabin or the next camp we were in like a cabin like a very stereotypical like the parent trap cabins mm-hmm. and then asrui we were in like high-end cabins where it was like Ooh. it was basically we were in like recreation centers but i'm really grateful that i went to summer camps because i really like them the reason that i didn't go to summer camp the next year is because i went to string camp because I decided that I wanted to go, technically, also a summer camp. Because I went, that was also a sleepaway camp. And I went there for three years. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I didn't do it the next year is because I had stopped playing 
string instruments at that point, number one. But also I was joining marching band and that was then we had the band whole summer. Camps, so. And that's where Kira and I met. At band camp. Yes, but this is the other band. Yes. <laughs> the better uh, the better band. I wish there were adult summer camps. I think they're so fun. There probably I mean, are if you look into it. Probably. I was reading about one and it's like that would be really that would be a really fun vacation. Yeah. Is to just go and do crafts and summer oh my god that'd be so fun anyway welcome to my job <laughs> doing fun activities yeah i was a, i was a day camp counselor my first year out of college but it wasn't the same and it was there was a lot of political nonsense at my job but um the decom mission for this week is to uh say when in rome to something <laughs> so you know your you're sitting on your couch and you're watching a really bad movie and you're like, this would be a really good drinking game. And you say, what <laughs> when in Rome? And you make it a drinking game. It's really funny because before we even started that movie, I had told Kira, because she's like, oh, we can start early if you want to. I'm like, yeah, let me get set up and then I'm going to make a drink. And she's like, oh, I can make a drink too. You said you're going to make your rum and coke. And I was like, ooh, rum and coke yeah. sounds really good And right then now. I couldn't get the rum bottle open, so I, I changed to oh, whiskey, yeah. <laughs> but... Well, yeah, and I had just poured myself a glass of tropical cranberry juice, and I was like, hmm, I could pour some rum in here. So before we even knew this... What? (laughs) I was just saying, before we even knew this movie was going to be bad, we were prepared with our drinks. So we we got to the point where it was like... No, actually, I did not make it a rum drink until the movie started, and I was like, this is terrible. And then then I'm like, you know what would make this better? Making it a drinking game, and that's how it (laughs) started. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's only really two things i can drink rum because like it just it doesn't upset my stomach in the way that like vodka and tequila and everything does and then cider but i hate the taste of cider unless it's pineapple cider because i do really like pineapple cider because it tastes like pineapple and doesn't taste like apple which Hmm. tastes like rotten fruit anyway have you ever tried the pineapple trulies i feel like i had one when we were watching a movie one time and i told you it was pineapple truly it's like a it's like a Oh my gosh, what am I trying to think of? Like a White Claw. No, I've never But they have those. different, like, tropical flavors. You should try them. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. They have mango and pineapple. Those are two flavors I really like, so... Watermelon kiwi. <laughs> those are not two flavors I really like. <laughs> well, don't get that one, then. I like eating kiwis. I don't like kiwi-flavored things. I had a Snapple strawberry kiwi the other day, and it was, like, a big blast in the past. Oh I was my like, gosh, I used this... to have those all the time. Ooh. Yeah, I used to have them all the time. I used to have the Fruitopias, River Fruitopia. Uh huh. They used to be in the vending machines at school. My mom, when we were pick, when we would pick up my sister when she was in middle school before I was, I'd always ask to go into and get a drink from the vending machine, and I would get a Fruitopia or I would get a Brisk. You know what I miss are the Nantucket Nectars that I used to get at Poppelli's every time we'd go. They had, I think it was pomegranate pear, and I'd yeah, get that, that one every good. time. But I haven't seen that one in so long. No, and peach tea I snapple I drank all the time in college. In a long time. <sighs> Man, I miss Nantucket nectars. They're so good. Mm-hmm. And they always have those really goofy facts. I they're love better them. than Snapple facts. Yeah, isn't the Snapple one where sometimes they're true, but sometimes they're false? Yeah. And then you have to look it up. I don't got time to Why? look up every Snapple fact. I do, so but I'm dumb. not going to. I don't. <laughs> anyway, everyone, next week we're watching Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. Ooh. More High School Musical. And we'll talk about High School Musical 3 that we watched over the weekend. We did. 
see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.